Welcome back to another episode of Spooky Sisters. My name is Melissa. I'm Emma. And again, we have our guest, Sarah. Hello. Hello, hello. She's joining hello. us over Skype, so please forgive our audio. We are working on getting microphones, like actual microphones for this stuff, because the microphones we're using are not podcasting microphones at the moment. Um, but money. Yeah. Jobs. Jobs, all that great stuff. Um, but we're excited to be back with you, peoples. And we're going to give a quick shout out to... Yes, we found this <laughs> I, out today. I found this out today looking at the demographics of our, I think, nine listeners. Hey, we went up. I know we, we went, went up. It was four. Um, our, our wonderful <laughs> nine listeners. Um, 3% of our listeners come from France. Isn't that wonderful? I don't That's know. so cool, actually. So, shout out to yeah. the people in France Shout right out now. to France. Uh, we love all of our American listeners, too. We appreciate you as well. But I just think it's interesting that we branched out to France. <laughs> Six episodes in. No, seven now. Yeah, this is seven. This is se- magic seven. Magic number seven. Woot. Woot, woot. The family name. Um, tonight, I'm drinking water because I'm being good. Yes, I'm, I have water with a straw, which is, you know cool for me. Sarah, what are you drinking? I'm drinking uh, water infused with strawberry watermelon flavoring. Yum, yum. Because it's not Friday yet, and I have to still get up tomorrow morning. (laughs) I know, you've been working hard. But, um, so my question is, who's going first this time? Because I'm really out of it. I don't know who. We haven't even said what we're discussing. Oh, in case you never read the titles of these episodes or never look at the Instagram. Which you should. Which you should. Because it's fun. Yeah. We are talking about <laughs> creepy ass dolls <laughs> and their creepy stories. Um, not just any dolls? No, not my like American Girl dolls that I had above my bed. Five of them. Like that was... God, that's creepy the more I think about it. I know you had five American girl dolls staring down at you. You know what? They actually scared me at one point because I saw, like, clips of Chucky when I was, like, 12, and it terrified me, and I had to tell mom and dad, and they're like, it's okay, they're protecting you. (laughs) One fell on my head at two in the morning. They were protecting you. It's the weird things you get told as a child that you believe. I slept better. Oh, you guys will like my doll. The whole three minutes I have of, like... (laughs) skimming through screenshots I took this afternoon trying to be like, oh my god, I don't have anything. I thought you told me yesterday you got some stuff. You lied. <laughs> you the stuff I had. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I, I, with the title of the doll? Okay, that was it. <laughs> That's, <laughs> like, this is what I That's this fantastic. Is, this is what happens when you work and you're trying to be uh, committed to a podcast. We, we're trying to get Sarah on here full time. I think we can do it. We're trying to give, like, a set schedule of recording so she can plan around it. Oh, my computer's making noises. I apologize. <laughs> I'm trying to keep my noise reduction to a low. I am have my phone on silent so it doesn't vibrate. I'm not going to be drinking anything in this episode because you could totally hear <laughs> the iced coffee I was drinking in the demonic possession episode. You think you could hear Sarah's, too? You could hear Sarah's, and you could hear something I was doing in our latest um, campfire too is I think. Oh, I, I, oh yeah, I was drinking wine. I think you heard me eating no, in that episode too. Be, nice. be kind. Yeah, be, be nice. Kind. Be kind to strangers. 
That's the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing right now. <laughs> Why are we nice to the listeners then? Because they are because they're far not away. they're not our they're not strangers truly. We know each other through the waves of. We know each other through our strange and sick desire to learn about creepy ass dolls that I'm... we give to our children. Okay, that exactly. just turned way creepier than I thought it would. Trying to get us in the mood to get this show on the road. All right. Are we all feeling it? Are we I'm... all feeling it? Are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? Hey, Spongebob references. Okay. We are starting. And Yankerman Jensen! <laughs> the so true... Fun. That and Doodle Bob. The two truly spooky things that happened when we were children. Doodle Bob. That's a good one. Creepy, That's an old one. Uh, Shout out to anybody that knows that episode. In case any of our listeners needed to know this very vital information about Spongebob. It is vital. Okay. Okay, Moving on get, to the main topic. Yeah, we should get back to our dolls. Sarah wants to go to bed tonight like a nerd. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wish you all could see the face she just made. Over Skype, she was a fish. No, that was, I thought she was going to say something in response. I don't think she knew what to say. Again, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. Very nice. All right. That's not true. I say anything that's not nice. You say anything you want. Yep. All right. Sarah, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Uh, I can go first if you want. It'll be it'll ease us in because mine's actually not so creepy. Okay. Believe it or not. She was actually less creepy than I expected. Okay. We have Ruby, the haunted doll. And the special thing about Ruby is a lot of times people think when uh, dolls are haunted... They're more, like, possessed or owned by spirits that are, you know, demonic. Ruby really doesn't have any... She's not really haunted in that sense. Um, she's not demonic. That's nice. It's a nice um, face. What they, she's been proven... She's actually... Sorry, I'm, like, jumping up and down. She is housed... She goes through a traveling traveling museum of paranormal and the occult so that's where she usually that's where she's kind of is now through this traveling museum so if you want to find her and see where she is you know currently that's how you do that um but she's believed to be over 80 years old she travels for Uh work (laughs) she travels for work she didn't always travel for work um they it's suspected that her background was that she once belonged to a family where um, they believe the child of the, her first family had a chronic illness. Okay. Um, That's really sad, actually. And then the owner, it's just said the owner, so I don't know if it necessarily means the parent or the child died from tuberculosis. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Well, that's, that's I'm, assuming, I'm assuming they're meaning the child because they think that that spirit attached itself to the doll Ruby. Um... So, what what Ruby does that kind of makes her haunted is she gives people really intense feelings of both sadness and nausea. And sometimes people have, when they hold, the more they hold her, um, reported to have really strong maternal feelings and super close attachment to the doll after holding it for a little while, like holding it as if it were an actual child versus, you know, a doll. Oh, wow. 
Um, but I was just reading before I called you. Um, one of the creepiest things that Ruby has done. It was really, really creepy, actually. Um, she was traveling. The woman that was she was traveling with. I'm gonna just for because I don't want to get in trouble for any sort of like misrepresentation. I'm gonna leave a couple of names out of it because I didn't prepare myself and I don't want any ramifications for this. <laughs> you know, ramifications in what kind of way? Mispronunciation or? Like, yeah, mispronunciation, plagiarism, any of that. So, in summary, she was, I believe what these people were traveling with her for this particular museum, and Ruby was packed up for the night and everything. And the woman who was in charge of Ruby had plugged her phone in like we most, most of us do for the night, so it's charged for the next day. So she gets up and um, she starts driving the next day and she checks her phone. She knows her noticed that her phone was almost dead when she stopped for lunch. And she was like, that's really weird. And somehow it triggered her to kind of look at the photos on her phone. There was a really weird one that was taken at 2.46 a.m. While she was, was sleeping? A, yeah. She was asleep at that time. Okay. And Ruby had been packed away. The photo was of Ruby that had been taken at 2.46 a.m. while she was sleeping. Well, that's really weird. Oh, gosh. Was Ruby taking selfies? So they have no logical explanation for it. It's kind of like their claim to, like, if, you, uh, if you're if you curious, if you have any, you know, doubts, you know, here's something to think about. You know, how do you explain that kind of thing? Um... So what, pretty much what we think is that it's not a demon that's attached to her. It's just the, the spirit of the child that owned her who died at a young age. Um, so, in short, Ruby is not demonic. She, I mean, where that is creepy as, you know, all get out. Yeah, I think it's, it's creepy. Not, yeah, that actually kind of scares me in a sense. Like, not harmful. No. She just wants affection from what it sounds like and maternal attachment she's a kid oh yeah, that, that makes sense like on a psychological um standpoint as well yeah she's a young kid who died tragically basically tragically young at a young age and wants to feel the love mm-hmm. and yeah. one embrace <laughs> yeah she's kind of beat up and old and her clothes are kind of stained and she's got that porcelain looking face but she's not evil. So I thought that was kind of cool to have. It's Yeah, it's, um, it's nice to hear about one that's not evil or possessed or controlled in a darker way. Creepy, it's still creepy. Not... It's still creepy. Yeah. It's still spooky. That is. Yeah, it's spooky. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. you for really, Ruby really the Haunted Traveling Doll. <laughs> she travels for work. I did the best I could do over my lunch breaks. <laughs> Sarah's working and it's podcasting. Mm-hmm. And I come home, it's, you know, take care of the dog, get a workout in, get a shower, eat dinner. And by that time, my brain is fried because I'm actually still in training. It's not like I could just go to work and come home and everything's fine. And Danny, I, my, my brain hurts. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I just want to binge my Netflix shows. <laughs> I just want to, yeah, melt into the couch. All right. Well, I will take over next. It's probably better. With my creepy.
creepy spooky doll. I would like to say one thing before you do this. This is like the one doll I knew right off the bat was actually Melissa's case. And it actually kind of spooks me to the point. I The first thing I said was, don't do this doll. So I and looked she, him up. I'm like, I'm going to do this doll. We all like decided to do something other than Annabelle. At least, yeah, right? Annabelle is so well known at this point. I mean, go watch a movie or just look it up. I'm just kidding. She, she's a really interesting doll, to be honest. We might cover her at a different date, but... We want to start off with something a little lesser known. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one to take on by herself. Yeah. Annabelle. Give Annabelle respect she deserves. I do like the meme <laughs> that Annabelle escaped the her museum. Her museum. I'll, I actually haven't shown that to her. I gotta send that to her. <laughs> I saw that one. I laughed. I laughed and laughed. It was oh, good. It's so good. It's... Um, yeah, but Emma, when we decided to cover creepy dolls, Emma specifically said, don't do Robert. And I looked him up. I'm like, oh, I'm totally doing Robert. <laughs> so that brings us to uh, that brings us to Robert the doll. Thank you for so choosing <laughs> the one I did not want you to choose. Um, our, our story of origin dates all the way back to the 1900s in Key West, Florida, and a little boy named Robert Eugene Otto. Uh, he went by a shortened version of his middle name. Eugene, and he was known, who was called and known as Gene. Mm-hmm. He was about four years old when he received a wonderful gift of a life-sized handmade doll that stood about 40 inches tall, so life-size and like a, like no, a, a child, chi- a child size, um, stuffed with a wood wool called, we're going to go with Excelsior. That sounds about right. Excelsior! And um, he had his face... Right, <laughs> Um, his face was painted kind of like a jester. Uh, apparently, it's it's long since worn off. Very There's two interesting details. Yeah, I know it's it's, it's, well, it's creepy. Very, like once you well, it's I actually very interesting hate, actually. I hate looking at pictures of this doll. He's really really creepy. I'm sure that made the research real fun. Oh yeah, I actually I try not she to look at look him at, actually. I, I couldn't either. It's actually I I look away. So. Like you I actually don't want to look at this doll. Um, and uh, he was definitely going to go on the good old Graham Town Instagram um, really? <laughs> oh. with our other creepy shit. Graham. Graham. Graham ah. slam. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are two different versions or theories of how he got this doll. Uh, theory number one or story number one is that his grandfather gave Jean the doll as a gift. Story number two, which is the one most natives refer to. Um, is Jean's nurse and servant of the family gave him the doll as she was fired. And so we're going to go with that theory for the rest of the story because it was the most common one and the most widely believed theory. Um, But either they both weave back into the same ending. Um, The servant was said to have been treated very poorly by the autos, excluding Jean. And when she was fired or when she left the house again the story changes um it said that she cursed the doll with voodoo as a form of revenge dun 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 bringing voodoo back which is really sad because it's not actually all bad yeah voodoo is an interesting topic we might do at some point um because there's good voodoo and there's bad voodoo and this was bad 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 juju voodoo however you want to put it um uh um, Jean absolutely loved the doll, though. They were inseparable. He would take this doll everywhere with him, and he would... Well, he loved the doll so much that he named it after himself, 
Robert. Robert even wears to this day an old outfit of jeans. Is that not creepy as shit? Yep, and I'm trying not to picture it in my head. Thank you. Yeah, it's in like a little old sailor's outfit. Yeah, it's like a sailor boy outfit. Life size doll around. Yeah, he carried this is this like version of himself around. Yeah, like when you see the size of it, actually, like as a child, like that's a lot to carry around. It's like giving your imaginary friend a body. Yes. Yes. And naming it after yourself, and dressing it after yourself. This just sounds like a recipe for disaster. <laughs> Even if you take the voodoo stuff out of it, it sounds like a recipe for disaster. A little boy carrying around a, a stuffed version of himself. <laughs> like a miniature version, like a full force version. <laughs> yeah, it's not like the American Girl doll where you can dress like her. No, this is him. I never did that. I'm just going to say that right now full so size. everybody knows. Never did that. Um, it really creeped people out how attached Gene was to the doll. Like, again, he took it everywhere. It He, he would not not have this doll by his side. Um, Gene could often be heard talking and whispering to the doll, to Robert. Um, that's not unusual in itself. Um, what is unusual and what got weird is when people heard whispers answering Gene back in an audibly different voice. Um, like when Gene was in his room at night, his parents could hear him whispering to Robert and then they would hear a deeper voice whisper back. Did they hear it or see it? Heard it. Because Gene sounds like he has some things he needs to work through. And he could just be talking back to himself Gene, in a different way. Gene is a four-year-old boy. Yes. With imagination. Obviously. Okay. My second question is, where are his parents and why are they letting him leave the house with this massive-ass doll? It is 1904 in Key West. Let me continue with my story. You always <laughs> tear apart my stories. They're Why supposed to be. They're there? supposed to be. Okay, Sarah, we're gonna have a reminder. This is not a true crime podcast. This is a scary story podcast. Let me weave my scary story, and then you can say stuff afterwards. <laughs> you can talk. It's okay. She's like biting her lips. She's shaking. She's shaking again. Um, okay, not only was Jean whispering the doll and the doll whispering back, um, weird things started happening around the house, and Sarah's going to have a field day with this one, so just hold on. <laughs> hold on to your horses. Um, yes. Mutilated toys would be found scattered around the house. Furniture would be knocked over. Um, it was kind of becoming a disheveled mess. Um, the blame naturally went to Jean, who was very quick to say yeah. that yeah, so don't worry, they're not crazy. Um, everyone was blaming Jean, and then Jean was very, very quick to say that Robert is the one who did it. Robert did it. Robert did it was his answer for everything. Um, nobody believed him. One night, Jean's mother was... I know. One night, Jean, Jean's mother was awakened to her son's scream for help. She ran into his room to find the door locked. When she finally got the door open, she found Jean cowering in fear on his bed with Robert staring at him from the foot of the bed. The room was in shambles. And that's when Jean, the, the story kind of goes back and forth about whether Jean was afraid of Robert at that point or not. And I, I want to say he wasn't because we'll, it, 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 it all circles back to itself. But Jean's mother really hated Robert and she locked Robert in the attic. And she didn't like the, him blaming, she didn't like her son blaming the doll. She didn't like her son's attachment to the doll. Like, it was just a weird situation. So, Robert went to go live in the attic for a very long time. 
Good job, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now we're going to fast forward. Jean grew up, went to school, and became an artist. Um, He was a... Jean Sprouts. Jean Sprouts. Is that that what you said? Into a bigger version of the doll. (laughs) (laughs) It helps you. The the doll never grew. But... Gene, he marries a woman named Annette Parker, and they move back to Key West because he was in, um, he'd moved around a little bit prior to this. They move back to Key West and move into his childhood home, where he found his beloved Robert locked in the attic. See, this marriage is taking a great yeah. turn right um, Again, he became, stop moving my phone around, please. I have a brand new husband that finds his long-lost freaking creepy-ass doll and loves him. We haven't even, okay, I haven't even finished the story, and I haven't even finished why Robert's creepy. Robert does do stuff, so. He sounds creepy. <laughs> Gene does kind of sound creepy. <laughs> okay. Um, again, Gene became obsessively attached to the doll, and it would take him everywhere. He took Robert everywhere again. <laughs> Much to his wife's hatred. Um, Robert would sit with Gene as he painted um, would take him on walks. He just took him everywhere. Um, Anne hated Robert and locked him in the attic again because she was fed up with her husband's obsession. Um, Jean told her that... <laughs> Are you picturing this? Yes. I'm picturing this angry-ass woman marching up to an attic and being like, why is my husband such a freak? He was so normal when we met in Paris. <laughs> It's like the honeymoon has ended, let me tell you. I'm locking his dolls away. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Thank God we're not in Key West with Robert right now. Because, I think I'd probably be dead. Yeah. Um, I'm laughing at the story, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not laughing at Robert, let me make that clear. Freaking creepy Emma, you know, MFR. I'm going to have to put an explicit tag for when yeah. Sarah's here. Well, um, so, okay, so Robert's locked in the attic. Let's let's get back on track because Sarah wants to wrap this up in an hour. Um, My short says Jean, Jean told Anne, or Annette, um, that Robert was very unhappy locked in the attic, and he demanded to sit in a room with a view of the street. So Jean, ob- <laughs> I can't even get, Jean obliges. And he, um, he sat Robert in a chair next to a window in his painting room um, where he would paint and talk to Robert for hours, locked away. Bleeding from biting it so hard. I would let you talk more if you weren't coming out like half mumbled. We're going to have to figure out this audio. Um, so don't worry, listeners, I'm aware of it and we're going to correct it. Um, but bear with us because it's a good story. Um, okay, so here's where it gets weirder. People down on the street below could see Robert looking out the window. And they swear that they saw him run from one side of the window to the other. And there was one time a plumber working in the house. He claimed to hear a child's laughter. And no one else, no one was home. And um, he saw that Robert was sitting on the opposite side of the window that he had previously been sitting on. And the objects that had been in Robert's lap were clear on the other side of the room as if they had been thrown. When Jean died in 1974, his wife Annette sold the house, obviously leaving Robert locked inside the attic. 
She left the doll behind. One story said that um, Robert had insisted to Jean to stay with the house. I don't think Anne was ever going to take him with her, but let that be known. And the the house they lived in, I forgot to say this bit, it's called the Artist House today. It's actually a well-known house in Key West. If you're there, it's gorgeous. Um, it's a haunted bed and breakfast now. And there are two theories that it's haunted by, actually, probably three. Um, a lot of people say that Annette haunts the house. People say that Jean haunts the house. And sometimes people say that Robert haunts the house. But Robert's doing well and fine, so I don't think he's haunting that house. Probably not. Where is he? Oh, don't worry, we're about to get to that. He has a new home. Um, but a family moved into the house when um, Anne moved out where Robert was still living. A 10-year-old daughter of the family found Robert in the attic and fell in love with him. Robert, Robert, on the other hand, did not love this little girl like he loved Jean. The girl soon began to fear Robert. She claimed the doll was alive and wanted to hurt her. She um, would wake up she would wake up her parents screaming that Robert was moving about her room and she would have terrible nightmares and claimed that Robert was attacking and trying to kill her. Um, the family did not like this and they ended up donating Robert to the Fort East Marteo Museum in Key West, Florida, where he still lives today. Robert is very picky still and he likes, done, and likes things done just his way. The museum staff claims to see him move or notice his facial expressions change. Footsteps are heard around the museum at night, and he absolutely does not like his picture taken without permission. He does not like be he does not like being mocked, and he does not like people to speak ill of Jean, Emma, and Sarah. So don't if you ever go visit Robert, don't talk about Gene. I, I'm not talking bad about him. Like, let me make that clear. It, it's just an odd situation. I mean, that's all I'm saying. Visit Robert. Hang on. That's exactly what I was like. I need to do that. <laughs> you want to go visit Robert, Sarah? Just... That's, my next, that's my next trip. <laughs> okay. Oh so, let me tell you why you should not take pictures of Robert without his permission or do oh these things that God. I just mentioned. Please explain. Strings of terrible luck follow those who break his rules. His glass case that he sits in is filled with letters people have sent him specifically, not the museum, they sent them specifically to Robert, expressing their deepest apologies and asking for him to lift the curse of bad luck that he cast upon them. And when you go into the museum, the museum staff warns you upon entry to not take Robert's picture without his permission. And I think there's a sign posted on his glass case as well. So... Here I have a string of um, true stories that I found um, detailing Robert's curses. One lady while visiting the museum was asked to ask Robert for his permission before taking his picture. She did not do that and she took three pictures of him. She proceeded into the next room of the museum and tried to take a picture of a piece of artwork when she realized that the 50 plus pictures that she had on her camera were gone. Um, she ended up and she ended up using the camera the next day, and none of the pictures, the videos, excuse me, and none of them were captured. She took the camera to the store, and they said that there was nothing wrong with the camera whatsoever. Um, so she took she had a perfectly fine working camera, 
took pictures of Robert without asking him and her camera malfunctioned. That's another huge thing that people claim is um, they can't get clear pictures of him, even though the internet is actually filled with good pictures of Robert, so that one was kind of weird, but the cameras usually break. Um, another person claims that they took a picture without permission. Later, while driving back home from Key West, a deer ran out in front of their car, making them swerve and almost hit a tree. Two days later, they had a kitchen fire. They also began hearing childlike giggles from their basement. Um, one night, the woman heard a voice coming from the basement and walked down the stairs to investigate. She ended up tripping and fell down the stairs. When she got up to run back up the stairs to get out of the basement, she found the door locked. Um, her husband said she probably locked it by mistake, blah, blah, blah. Um, another person took Robert's picture without permission. Their house was struck by lightning three times. And she got really, really sick, including a staph infection, and their big screen TV broke. <laughs> um, another couple took Robert's picture. Um, the husband of the the husband lost the diamond out of his wedding ring. The wife tore her rotator cuff, and their daughter's wedding was canceled. All happening, all of this happened before they left the keys. Uh, most people report strings of bad luck, including stuff like this, or um, multiple job losses, broken bones, divorces, vandalism, physical attacks, and they all send notes of apology to Robert, and usually the bad luck stops. So, Robert is picky, is potentially possessed, or not possessed, pardon me, um, cursed by darker voodoo magic, and is very, very creepy to look at. The end. Alright, well, that was Robert the doll. Um, I... Wouldn't mind going to visit him nope. at his museum. Nope. Can't pay but me he, to get in there. But he's actually really, really creepy. You cannot pay me to go in that Really? Museum. I'm not kidding. Like, so when I told you this case, like, bothers me, it bothers me, like, right now. Like, I feel the same way about it. I did the first time I read about it when I was, like, 14 or 15. Aww. So, like, it seriously upsets me. I don't know why. Like, I'm so glad you did it because it's a very interesting case. But, like, sitting here, I'm just like, oh, I got that wave of emotion. I was like, I don't like it. So you cannot pay me to go see him. Sorry. Nope. There are some things I don't need in my life. Yeah. I don't, I don't, what creeps me out is hearing about this is one thing, but hearing about it while seeing pictures of him, it, like, adds a whole new element. That's what's going through my head right now. Sarah hasn't seen these photos, and, like, I kind of don't want you to, to be honest, for a sense of calmness. Like, you cannot explain that you do not want to look at even these photos it's really creepy he also holds a dog on his lap like a plush dog and the tongue of this dog like lolls out yeah it's he's a big doll he is no it's a big doll like was uh, he's 44? he's 40 inches he's i think he's creepier than annabelle i mean annabelle's yes. only like a raggedy ann doll this one this is deep, very lifelike the way this was made is creepier beautiful to be honest the way this doll was made because it's a very different doll like it's not like the same like porcelain dolls or raggedy and dolls no so the idea of how it's made is actually great but it creeps me out so i'm just like most of the probably can see my face if you're just yeah. like going through the motions of like ha ah, no but no i'm really glad that you did that story it was really interesting on to the next doll um so my doll is not demonic 
like Sarah's. Actually, yeah, none of them are demonic. Mine's not demonic either. Well, it's not possessed, though. Like, I guess it kind of is possessed, but it's, like, it's not mean. It's not, never done anything to hurt anybody, which is very similar to Sarah's. Um, so, I'm not going to tell you the story behind her until the end, actually. But I'm going to tell you how the story, she's also in a museum. Um, this takes place in the Quenzel and District Museum in British Columbia, Canada. What would? So, shout out Canada. And hopefully we can get some, you know, streams up there soon. So, this takes place in the year of 1991. This woman, um, the story goes, this woman came in to see the curator of this museum and was kind of anxious to give away this doll. Um, she's very beautiful. She's unfortunately kind of damaged. She has a, like, crack in her face. She's a porcelain doll. She's got beautiful painted features, like, bright, bright blue eyes. Um, she actually has, like, some stuffing, but I think her arms and legs are still porcelain. But you can tell, I mean, she's, she's like, 90 years old when she's given to the museum. So she's had some wear and tear on her. Like, she's had, you know, good wear and tear. She's an old porcelain doll. Yes. Um, so the, she, this lady comes in and she's like, ah, this is, like, you know, I don't want my daughter breaking it and, like, making it any worse. And I just, you know, I want to donate it to you all. And she kind of just seemed like, please take this away. So the curator obviously is like, okay, great, we'll take it from here and we'll clean it up and restore it and we can display it. Um, this is actually really interesting because it's like this whole process of how they restore it is where the staff started feeling like kind of wigged out like a little okay. bit. Um, so one of the really interesting things about it, um, I did not know this, they put her in a bag to check for bugs because she's stuck. Oh, that's important. Yeah, I learned so that the hard way, not with a doll, with a piece of furniture. That's nasty. Yeah. Gross. Continue. Okay, I just need to picture that. Um, So, like, I, I didn't really think about that, but it's really interesting. They're, like, you know, special bags. So, um, I think they, like, left it overnight or something, and um, they would, like, they, they put her in the bag, and they, I think they had to leave it for, obviously, like, 24 hours or something. They were fumigating it, probably. Basically, yeah. They're kind of fumigating it. Um, They heard movement of this bag. I'm picturing, like, a giant Ziploc, in a sense. So, you know when something moves... And they're like, it was not a bug <laughs> that was moving. I don't think they found any bugs on, in her, to be honest. But they heard, like, rustling in a bag. And they just sensed that, she, like, like, when they put her in there, like, it just, something on her face was, like, not happy. I wouldn't want to be put in, like, a giant Ziploc bag either, though. So that's probably fair. So after this, they returned to the lab. Um, obviously, they needed to take photographs and, you know, kind of restore her in any way they can and, like, fix her clothes. But um, one morning they came into the tech room and it was trashed as if, and I quote, a child had thrown a tantrum. Like, stuff was thrown everywhere. Any furniture that could be pushed over was pushed over. And they were like, okay, that's weird. And it was known that she would do this in any room that she was left alone in. Oh, weird. So it was very unnerving for the staff. We have really, like, agitated dolls. Well, it's not, like, mean. I, I think it's just, like... I don't think it's like the entire room is trash, but like anything that could have been within like a child's reach. So they get her all cleaned up and restored. Um, and those photographs actually, as far as I know, I think the ones the, the museum had to take turned out, but it's really hard for pictures other people take her to turn out well. Okay. Um, there's weird light anomalies. Um, it'd be blurry. It's just very hard. Like, if you have a flash, the flash won't go off. Kind of similar things, like, not liking the pictures being taken. So, she actually got moved further into the museum in her own glass case because it was said that if she was put in a case with other dolls, 
she would tip them over and, like, kind of have a tantrum. She wanted the attention. She wasn't having a good day. Um, she actually got moved in the museum. So she was one of the very first things you saw as you walked into the museum. And guests started getting uneasy. They're like, it's like, she, like they noticed something wasn't quite right. Like they could feel mm-hmm. something was off. Yeah, they felt like she was, like her eyes were following them as they left the room and like watching them as they walked around the room. Um, they moved her further to the museum and had her own like little glass case. I probably should have started with this and I'm so sorry. Her name is um, Mandy. Oh yeah, that's important. Yeah, I'm sorry. Mandy. Her name is Mandy. Um, I, as far as I know, I think that's what the person who donated her called her. So that's the name they kept with her. So Mandy, I think, was kind of jealous of these dolls. So they gave her own case in a different room. And it seems to kind of have eased a little bit of everybody's tension because some of the other stories is when soon as Mandy was brought into the museum and just through, like, the re- restoration phases, people's lunches would go missing. They'd find them in drawers. Like, books would kind of be messed up. Like, oh, she was very playful. Mischievous. Like, mischievous. Mis- mischievous. Please do not make fun of me. Oh we can't English. I can't, I can't English. It is 9.50 at night. But, so, she was very mischievous. It wasn't anything, like, terrible. It was just, like... What, like, a like a 10-year-old would do, maybe, I'm thinking. You know, just messing with people. The origin the origin story is not completely known. It was said because um, how we actually are going to wrap around, back around to the lady that donated her. Okay. And why she was so eager to get rid of her. So this was in 1991, right? Yeah, she was donated in 1991. Well, that's kind of not as old as some of these other ones. Well, Mandy was, was 90. donated. Yeah, she was, she was 90, 90 years old. Oh, duh, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. So, I'm actually going to read to you the, like, copy-paste version of this, to be honest, because it's a very short story, but it's a very sad story. Okay. So, this is how it goes. Um, this is all not my writing. This is, you can find this on blogs, online, by the way, so I'm just putting that out there right now. A man is walking past a farmhouse when he thought he heard someone crying coming within it. Uh, the odd part about this child's cry that it was... That was the passerby knew the farmhouse has been empty and abandoned, so no child should have been in there. Okay, I'm actually kind of rewording this a little bit. Um, so he walked up and he knocked on the door and there was apparently like no answer. He's like, okay. Um, he continued looking around and he found um, the farmhouse was empty and the crying was coming from like below his feet, so like the basement. So he went, um, he couldn't find an entrance to the basement, um, in, inside the house. So it was one of those, like, external ones. So he went outside and he found one. As soon as he opened the doors, um, the light illuminated the room down there and he made a very sad, shocking discovery. It was the body of a young girl. No. She was very young. She was, uh, long dead. She laid on the floor and she held the doll in her arms. No, that's creepy. Uh, it was not known why she was in there in the first place, whether it was by an accident or a crime or punishment or whatever so it's absolutely not knowing what she was down there there's no details of how she was found which is apparently long gone but she was obviously dead and couldn't cry yes so regardless it's believed that she now inhabits the doll so there are some aspects apparently between the doll and the woman who had donated it to museum instead of the the reason that this, she gave the doll being she wanted her daughter to break it um she heard crying from her basement in her house Oh. And so she got, she kept looking in her basement and there's nobody there and it's really getting unnerving. And I believe she does like have a daughter, so she donated the doll and as soon as she did, the crying stopped. So, but it was coming from the basement much like it originally had yes. when they found her. Mm-hmm. 
So when she, did, did it say how long that this woman had Mandy for? Uh, no, they did not give any details of that. But they actually ended up calling her back. Like, they called her up to be like, is there something we need to know? Like, it's like basically like... <laughs> you gave us this weird doll. Um, she's still actually kind of mischievous from what I read about the museum. Um, but now they kind of just kind of aware of it. I don't think it bothers people too much. Um, apparently, I believe somebody was writing a book on some like ghost stories and stuff uh, back a couple years, like early 90s. Um, they called the museum and then it ended up telling them the story. And within like a week and a half of this book's release... People were calling interviews. People were coming to the museum to see her. So she gained a lot of popularity. She has a lot of attention now. She's Very a loved. famous dolly. Yes. Uh, basically, she just wanted attention. She's, she's <laughs> She does. I mean, she kind of goes back to Sarah as like a young girl. She just wants attention. And I mean, we don't know how she died. And I'm like, if we're going to go off of that story, it's, it's very tragic. It could have been a punishment. It could have been forgotten abandonment. She could have been lost and just passed away like you don't really know okay both yours and sarah's dolls are really sad as in they are potentially inhabited by children who had an untimely death yours was cursed mine was i said yeah yours and emma's were sad more more, yeah they're more just like tied to a spirit rather than cursed but it's, it's a child spirit on top of that so i mean it's not like they really did anything sinister they just unfortunately passed away at young ages and like mine is an unknown you're just probably tuberculosis i believe you said or it's like some kind of illness like that or some sort of chronic illness yeah it's chronic okay um but like so um they kind of have like an uneasy energy so i feel like maybe something bad happened to her but i feel like the attention she's getting kind of eases that at least i hope so um that's mandy apparently this was actually made into a horror movie in 2018 I found on the entire movie on YouTube for free. I started that bad. five minutes of it and I turned it off. <laughs> it feels like somebody made this in like their neighborhood, okay? Wasn't having it, but if you guys want to check it out, go right ahead. There's like two different Robert movies as well. I have not seen them. I just know that they are there. If I want to get scared by a doll, I'm going to look up Chucky, okay? No. I like the boy movie is really creepy okay that was a fantastic it's another doll movie movie. actually i do recommend that movie to anybody that's curious massive jump scares yes but it was really good it was actually very well done but i said i can watch that later this weekend do it you should yeah rent it get some popcorn throw it all over i have three full of popcorn (laughs) okay so let it be known that the three of us love oreos Oh, tragic like, news today. Yes, like like much like many people do. If you don't like Oreos, then I think you need to try them again. And it's true. I didn't I preferred Chips Ahoy when I was a kid, and now I love Oreos like no. nobody's business. For you, there's so many flavors. Exactly. You can't, you can't hate all Oreos. That is true. When I was at the store yesterday, I was getting more Oreos. <laughs> and we Emma was with me. We, there, um, there was a, a chocolate marshmallow-flavored Oreo, which we should have gotten, you know, considering how we talk about marshmallows so much. I but there was towards it, to be honest. I, I, I knew now. we should have. I, I knew we it. should have. Well, there was a new flavor, which we had never tried before, called caramel coconut. So we're like, you know what? Let's try it. Uh, side note, I was expecting, like, coconut pieces to be in the filling. <laughs> that did not happen. Girl, let me tell you. The they pe- are not chunks of coconut in an Oreo. Let's just 
Let's just be realistic. They made a cookies and cream flavored Oreo. Okay. okay. Anything is possible. But Sarah's right. They're not going to put coconut flakes in the Oreo. But, so but let me tell you that the people who made this Oreo never have never <laughs> tasted coconut or caramel before. <laughs> no. Because those were not the flavors within this Oreo. It was a coffee toffee disaster. Ew. Yeah, it was extremely disappointing. The flavors were weird. The texture was weird. And so now we have a pack of these terrible Oreos that I'm going to have to figure out what to do with them. Probably make oh, them into yeah. a crust. Yeah, like scrape a... off yeah. the icing and crush the cookies. Mix them into something. Make them into s'mores. Like shove, cover like a marshmallow and chocolate on it and then make it better. I make it the graham cracker. said this. You can, line, you can use them to line a pan and make a s'mores bake. That's a good idea. Uh, We're probably still going to take out the filling because the filling was that bad. bad. Wow, that's really disappointing. Filling yeah. is usually the best. It would have been a great idea, but it was poorly executed. executed. I mean, the only, the other one that I actually like is the carrot cake one. I like the carrot cake one. That's a good one. I also like mini golden Oreos, not full size golden you Oreos. Give her a full size golden Oreo, she will not eat it. You have to get the mini to goes. I don't know why they're so good. <laughs> it's cute. It's okay. Sarah, have you had those ones? Oh yeah, they're addicting. Alrighty, let's wrap this up so Sarah can go to bed. Sarah wants to go to bed. Some freaky dreams tonight because I'm literally. <laughs> Listen to Mike and Gibby. Um, Mike and Gibby shout out. I'm going to keep shouting out to Mike and Gibby until I hear that they've heard us. Do it. Listen to Mike and Gibby. True crime. All All the the time. time. And unsolved. We love you. I love you. (laughs) They inspire me during my lunch to research things. I sit there and listen to them while I'm researching creepy dolls. My lunch. I I hide in my car because it's too weird. I can't explain this. I'm so (laughs) glad that you preference. They inspire me to research because I was like, what are they inspiring you to do? I was about to be insulted that she was listening to Mike and Gibby while she was supposed to be researching dolls. But that the fact that she was doing it all at the same time made me feel better. I about me, but (laughs) (laughs) hearing about murders calms her. That is a little terrifying, actually. Okay, we're kind of glad you're not with us at this very moment. They relax me. Anyways, because we are not a true crime podcast, as much to Sarah's disappointment, <laughs> there's too many of them, and they're all so good, and I didn't want to compete with that. Nope. So we did creepy stuff instead. I call it spooky stuff. Spooky, but... yeah, to go with the name. Spooky, spooky, spooky. spooky. Um, with that spooky stuff being said, we hope that you enjoyed hearing about Ruby, Robert, and Mandy. The memo about um all of our dolls starting with the letter r so we'll do your homework and come back with a different doll okay you know what don't just dis- just don't disgrace my baby <laughs> it's true if you had a doll that started with an r that would have been funny okay i have to be different we all know this that's true <laughs> um but like i was trying to say we do have an email account now if you need to need to want to Email us any suggestions or stories, scary, creepy stories that you've had. You know or just who tell you us, are. Write us in, please. Or just tell us that you enjoy the show. We would love the support. Um, it, you can email us at spooky sisters pod at gmail.com. 
listeners. Tag us when you're listening. Yeah. Let us yeah, let us know that you're listening. Share us on your social media. Get us a, get us a little ads, a little advertisement. I'm so tired. <laughs> okay. All right, we need to wrap this up we'll so wrap Sarah up. can get some sleep. Sarah needs to go to bed so we can record another episode. <laughs> Spookily turning back into a pumpkin. With that pumpkin comment. Comment. Spice. Oh, almost pumpkin spice season. With uh, We're just getting all off track. I think we all need to go to bed. Okay, yeah, pretty much. This has been Emma. Okay, we've discussed this. We're not saying our names at the end. I'm used to doing We're not. We're, they know who we are at this point. It's too late. You know what? They could start with this episode. You never know. I We pick random episodes, too. If they're starting at the end of the episode, then they did this wrong. You called them wrong for starting on this episode, y'all. It's okay. I'm going to edit all this out because you can't hear Sarah anyway. Good. We're not going to use Skype again. I'm so glad Ruby is getting the attention she deserves. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not going to edit you out completely. <laughs> Be like, well, Sarah was here, but she- <laughs> her mic <laughs> so she was- no, when you're t- when you're talking, it's fine. It's when you are quiet and then start talking again. The very first thing you say doesn't come out. I hope everyone just kind of guesses what I said in the beginning. It'll make for a way more interesting podcast. Until next time. Stay spooky. Stay- <laughs>